Hey there, you're listening to the Chamber Connection Podcast, conversation to keep you connected, featuring members, partners, and friends of the Ork Area Chamber of Commerce. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Chamber Connection Podcast. For this week's episode, we are continuing on with the Arts and Ords series, which features the many wonderful performers coming to the Golden Husk this season. Julie Baker joined me for this episode to talk about her upcoming show on Saturday, December 10th with the Julie Baker Jazz Ensemble. We talked about so many things, including her inspiration to pursue music after growing up on a ranch and what pursuing artistry means in today's world and how she found her passion in singing jazz. Julie's upcoming show at the Golden Husk will not only showcase her love for jazz, but also highlight many other genres that inspire her musically. So please enjoy Julie Baker. All right. Well, welcome to the Chamber Connections podcast, Julie. We're so excited to have you and to talk about um, your music and your upcoming show. But let's do just a quick introduction. Why don't you introduce yourself and a little bit about you? Okay. Well, my name is Julie Baker. I actually grew up uh, in Erickson, Nebraska. So this feels Mm -hmm. like um, I graduated from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln with a music education degree, and um, I have five children, and I've been singing all my life, and I started here in the Sandhills, and um, I'm currently uh, just doing a lot, of, a lot of shows, working with a lot of professional musicians, and at a time in my life where I'm really um, having the uh, the opportunity to perform a lot. So it's really exciting to have spent a lifetime of, of performing and then coming home and doing a show here at Christmas. Yeah, cool. I love hearing stories about people who are um, doing their passion and music and doing it in rural Nebraska. I don't, especially Erickson, you wouldn't think yeah. like nobody cool comes from Erickson or like nobody artistic <laughs> comes from Erickson. That's ranch country. But so it, I love hearing the stories. So tell us, how did you like discover that you loved, you know, your music artistry and, and how did you get into it? Yes. Well, uh, that is a story that I tell a lot, actually. My older sister, Beth, she was taking voice lessons when I was really, she's about nine years older than me. And she was taking voice lessons. And as a little girl, I would listen to her lessons and she was doing you know, like opera and, and things like that. And pretty soon I was imitating her. And I remember her saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe you can do that. And I really found my voice that way was, was listening to her take lessons. And, you know, she was a a role model for me. And so then I started singing and realized I loved it. And we've always had music in our family as well. My mom was a piano teacher. My grandmother was a piano teacher. My, I have an aunt that's a flautist and I have an aunt that's a, wow violinist. And then, you know, probably a lot of people in that area also know my dad's side of the family, uh, Dr. George Baker from Ord and Stephen Baker, you know, that side of the family as well was really musical. So it came from both sides. There was no way I was going to escape it. Uh, I did the first talent contest when I was five and I really can't remember a time when I, when I didn't sing and I was just, you know, surrounded by that between the two sides of the family. So, yeah, that's really cool. I love hearing stories of like 
you know, a love for music being passed from generation to generation. And yeah, I think that that's so cool. You guys have so many musicians and musical enthusiasts in your family. So like, like you mentioned your sister, what, what are some of the other musical influences you had? Like, was there a particular like singer that you were like, that's who I want to be? Or was it just kind of like within your family that influenced you? Oh, yes. No, I I remember going to Mulligan's Music and Ord. I'm dating myself a little bit, but I had (laughs) certain albums that I'd want to to buy. I was a huge Barbra Streisand fan. Um, And we we listened to my mom had the radio on all of the time, so she was very eclectic. So I had a lot of different influences that way. Um, and then as I got older, by the time middle school came around, Whitney Houston was mm-hmm. huge for me. But when I went to college is when I really learned about jazz. And then I realized I love jazz because our director, Ray Miller, when I was in Scarlet Cream Singers, had us do a lot of, of the old standard jazz tunes. And so it really was a great education throughout my lifetime because of course my dad listened to country music and then oh, yeah. <laughs> mom had the pop station on. And, and so I feel like I really was able to experience a lot of different genres. And then I sang opera in, in college. So, you know, we'd, we'd sing jazz and <clears throat> Scarlet and Cream. And then, but then I'd go to my voice lesson and I'd have to sing an Italian aria. So <laughs> it, it really taught me to be versatile. And, and that is one thing that I appreciate is that if someone asks me to sing something, and it's in a certain genre. I can usually do it. I'm sure that there's like, I can't sing in Russian, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but if they need something more operatic done, I can do that. If they need an R&B tune, I, I can do that. And I think a lot of that has to do with just such an array of genres that I was exposed to as, as a child and throughout uh, my musical education. Yeah, that's really cool. So what about jazz music drew you in? You know, during Scarlet and Cream, like I said, we sang all of those jazz standards and I just loved it. And then as I got older, I, I, I got even more into it. And as of recent, the last few years, I've come back to it. I, but I also sang in a classic rock band too in between there. So <laughs> I'm all over the gamut. Uh, but the last few years, I've really sung a lot of jazz and really studied it a lot more. I recently, right before COVID hit, uh, I put together an Ella Fitzgerald show. And uh, that was really a great experience and really pushed me vocally because keeping up with Ella is is not not easy. Mm -hmm. And then I listened to her scat sing and I did one song of hers called Airmail Special that was nothing but scatting. So it really you know, pushed me to, to, uh, listen and improve. And, you know, technically, uh, jazz can be, you know, very difficult. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, in recent years, you know, jazz has kind of been the, the thing for me. I also sang with an 18 piece big band before COVID hit. And, and, wow. and that was a thrill. I did that for about a year and a half. And that was amazing to have all those horns behind you and all those, those guys that, you know, professional musicians. And so, uh, but, but yes, I, you know, I do everything, but, but jazz is 
been kind of kind of the thing lately so yeah I I love it I, I love listening to like many genres and like like you I grew up with you know country music and like most people around here and but as I grew older and like listened to other genres I feel like jazz was always like it sounded so technically hard but when you hear it it's just so beautiful and like you can't help but you know like kind of you know move to it and it's right. one of those genres that you're like, oh my, I'm tapping my toes and I didn't even realize it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And but like vocally, I, it just sounds so technical and beautiful and yeah. Yes, it, it, it can be definitely. Um, but uh, it it's also can be laid back too. You know, it depends upon the tune that you're, you're doing, but uh as far as my Ella show, she was singing a lot of notes. So I <laughs> I had to work on that one pretty, pretty hard, but, uh, it was, it was a great show. I had an eight piece band and, uh, it was a lot of fun to Mm -hmm. do as well. And it improved. I felt like I really improved as a vocalist by, by doing that. Yeah. Cool. So correct me if I'm wrong, but did you at one point live outside of Nebraska to pursue your music? I, well, no, well, I'll take that back. When I was a junior in high school and my sister went to the school too, I did attend an arts academy, the National Academy of Arts in Champaign, Illinois. Mm. And I actually lived at the school. I mean, it was, I don't know if some people remember fame, the show fame, you know, that was way back in the late seventies, early eighties, but we, we lived at the school and we would do our core classes in the morning and then the afternoon uh the ballet dancers would do ballet and then the musicians would you know study music theory and and whatnot so it was early on when I left Nebraska to do that and I was only gone a year my sister I believe was there two years so the school doesn't exist anymore but it was really monumental in both of us our you know musical development and my sister went on to go to Manhattan School of Music after that. Wow. Uh, yes, yes. So she she went to New York City and and um yeah, so but that one year really really did influence me. But otherwise I've been in Nebraska because I I had my my children kind of young and so I had to put performing on the back burner for a while uh and um had five children between 20 and 30. <laughs> so <laughs> wow. It, Yes. Yes. So I had to kind of stay put for, for my family. Yeah. So I love kind of showcasing to people like that you can be a musician or an artist, even if you're in Nebraska. So tell us a little bit about your experience in being a musician in Nebraska. Yes. You know, I think that Nebraska has so many incredibly talented people, first of all, um, I think there's this misconception that all the really greatest talented people are on the West coast or the East coast or mm-hmm. you know, places. But I just think we have some amazing, amazing musicians and, and just talent in general. I think too, that the work ethic that we're taught here in the Midwest causes us to also be really hard workers when we're learning our arts or our crafts. So uh, even though some people, you know, don't think of Nebraska as an artistic type of state, I, I would totally disagree with that because we have so much going on here. I think it's a really well-kept secret. And uh, I know I had a, a fantastic education at the university of Nebraska Lincoln and 
you know, I have auditioned in other places for, for different things. And, and I've been around different musicians from different States. And, and I really feel like our artistic people here in Nebraska can hold their own against really anybody else. So uh, it's, it's been an interesting life to, to be a girl that grew up in the sand Hills on a ranch, on a farm, but then to, to live this artistic life. I've, I've loved it because I've been able to be a well-rounded person. You know, a lot of people (laughs) see me up on the stage in a pretty dress playing jazz, but they have no idea that I grew up, you know, in the field throwing hay bales and and not all, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, So what advice would you give someone who they're maybe considering pursuing their art more as a full-time thing, um, but they think they have to go do, you know, to New York or LA or, you know, another big city. What would advice would you give to, to someone who um, doesn't think they can become an artist in Nebraska? Oh, right. That's a great question. Well, first of all, the internet, of course, has opened up the world to all of us. Mm-hmm. I wonder what my artistic life would have been like had I been able to, you know, record and go online and what connections you could make. Uh, so I would say, first of all, just, just get out there, record, uh, put things online, line, make a demo. Uh, YouTube is a huge tool for people. So Adele, I think was discovered on YouTube mm-hmm. and, you know, perform as much as you can and connect with really good music musicians. Uh, when you, you know, you kind of become who you hang out with. So if you want to meet some great musicians to, to work with, go where they are, find where they are. Um, the Omaha Musicians Association just is, is a great resource, actually. And I know that's three hours from here. But anymore with the Internet, it's so easy now to connect with anyone in the world. And so my advice would be to just to, to get out there and use that tool to, to find, you know, your, your niche and to find who you want to hang out with, what musicians and what you want to do. And, and now that we're kind of in a better place with, with COVID, you know, people are performing again and whatnot. Um, I think there's a huge need for that as well. So, yeah. Cool. I love that. I love the, um, the using social media to your advantage and, you know, it's, easy for musicians or artists to get there. It just takes one video, one video for many people to see. And, and yes. especially yes. with YouTube, uh, I just took a marketing class recently that um, the second most used search engine is YouTube. Like that's yes. where people are learning things. So yes, content is huge. The more content you have out there, you know, if use use Instagram, use Twitter, use Facebook, um, and I know TikTok is big too. And mm-hmm. I'm I haven't been on TikTok yet, but uh, yes, if you want to get yourself out there, because so many people have been discovered just online and have careers because someone saw a video of them. So yeah. just perform a lot, record a lot. Uh, and get content out there. As, as you know, with being in marketing, you know, content, even though there are times when I felt like, oh, I'm putting so much stuff out there. People are probably tired of me, but really you could put 10 posts out there and someone might only see one mm-hmm. and be putting it out there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so we'll get um, now to your, you have a show coming up in Ord at the Golden Husk on Saturday, December 10th. So tell us a little bit about your current band. I know you're working with like an ensemble. So tell us a little bit about them and and your show coming up at the Husk. Yes, well, I am blessed to work with some of the best musicians around. Uh, On keys will be Jennifer Novak Carr, and then her husband, Mark, is on on the base. And so they're married. It's kind of fun. I have a husband wife team there. And then Doug Montera will be on drums. Jennifer and Mark have actually toured with Mannheim Steamroller. They are professional musicians full time. Yes. And if you go to Wicked at the Orpheum, uh, they've played Wicked probably, I think it's 205 times or something like that. (laughs) So if you go and look in the pit, you know, Jennifer and Mark are, are going to be doing those things. And so really, really just highly skilled, amazing musicians. And then Doug was in the Air Force band for, for many years, I think 20. Oh, he always corrects me and I always get it wrong. I'm afraid to say 23 years, something like that. Sorry, <laughs> listening. Um, and he also uh, is teaches percussion at UNO so he and he plays with a lot of musicians around um, Omaha he's very sought after so I have an incredible ensemble to work with cool I I like that so what what kind of music are you going to be focusing on Christmas music or what can the audience expect to get from the show yeah, so it's, you know, it's a Christmas show, so we're going to do a lot of, of Christmas music, and in fact, the band and I were just putting our set list together this last weekend, and so we're going to do a lot of traditional things. I know that there's there's some people that I just saw last night, and Erickson, uh, I was there and talking to some some of the folks I've known and they're like, yeah, we're thinking of going to your show, but we're not really into jazz. And I said, well, you don't have to love jazz. You know, I think a lot of people associate me now with, with jazz and then mm-hmm. like jazz music. And, and I told them, I said, one thing about my shows is I, I love, even though it's focused on jazz, sometimes I love to be eclectic and try to do something that everyone would enjoy. So it is going to be traditional Christmas music. We're going to jazz some up a little bit, but then I'm also going to do kind of the operatic version uh, of Oh Holy Night, where I get to use my my head voice. And and, uh, we might even throw in a couple country tunes in there just, you know, to to reminisce my upbringing here yeah a little for everyone (laughs) yeah so because I that is one thing that I learned from my director when we're in the Scarlet and Cream Singers at UNL he said the more songs you do and the more variety you do the more people you please and that is what I really strive to do with my shows is I want to please uh all of the people in the audience and, and make sure that there's something for everyone there yeah cool well we're I'm really excited for your show I'm um I, like I said, I've been really interested in learning other genres and the jazz, like technicality has really piqued my interest. And uh, I've just heard so many great things about you and your music. And I can't wait to see you come to the Husk and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. The Husk is kind of has a special place in my heart. I, I never dreamed at the movie theater that I went to as a kid to see movies would become this beautiful performing arts theater it's amazing what they have have done there and um like i said i think i think ord in general and the theater is a well-kept secret because what's happening there is is phenomenal so i'm sure it's it's there it's it's kind of cliche but there's no place like home for the holidays and that's (laughs) right 
going to be. So yeah, yeah. So it's it's really neat to come back home and, and to be able to share, you know, my, just my life of and love of music. Yeah. Well, and it's just even awesome to as a community to, to be able to offer a space like that to to yes. artists of like a place to come home and feel like you're getting to showcase yourself to the people you grew up with. So I think to me that's my favorite part of the husk is it's just a home for artists to come you know, mm-hmm. showcase themselves to their neighbors and their community. And um, right. that's why I'm so excited when we have shows like, like you or, or like Sheila Greenland, you know, our local musicians and artists. And, um, but it's also really cool when, when they have shows that they're bringing in outside bands, you know, like the Talbot brothers where they would have never known that place existed. And now yeah. they're going to go tell their other musician friends that this place exists. And Right. Well, and it's once again, as we spoke before, it's a testament to Nebraska and the center of Nebraska and the Sandhills and a testament that we are artistic here. You know, we're not just it's not just all farming and ranching. It's there's other things, too, that we we are well-rounded people and we do have cultural things and artistic things happening. And and it's it's great to get that out there, uh, you know, beyond just here that, that people find out about that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, again, we're, I'm so excited to see your show and um, looking forward to having you come home for the holidays. Yes, me too. Thank you so much. And thank you yeah. for having We're the band and I are really looking forward to, to the show as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Julie. Yes. Thank you. Thanks again for joining me for this episode of the Chamber Connection podcast. Visit the show notes for more information on the Julie Baker Jazz Ensemble and their upcoming show at the Golden Husk on Saturday, December 10th.